Robert Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Momo Rodriguez again. Welcome back, everyone. It's a surprise edition of the Houston Dynapod podcast. I just did one this morning, and I got bored. So I sat down and was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do another podcast. I think I'm going to do a player profile on Zarek Valentine. He's hot, isn't he? You know, I can say that and mean it and be totally okay with it. Because he is. He's a good-looking dude. He, like, he reminds me of Inigo Montoya in The Princess Bride. So before we get into Zarek, there's not much new news to report in the world of sport. But I want to tell you a little story. Story time. I mentioned in this morning's podcast that I went out to help a friend who needed some emotional assistance. Well, we also decided beforehand uh, to partake in some herbal medicine. Now, I don't partake in the herbal medicinals very often, but I did. And I think I did too much. We went to dinner, and I'm sitting there, and I notice they're setting up these tables with two baby high chairs. Two high chairs for these babies. And they put one of these babies at the head of the table. So I'm thinking, I was like, I literally, I was like, oh, look, fucking that baby's going to be king one day. But then the first parents showed up. And leading up to this, I was wondering, like, oh, man, I hope I hope both parents show up at the same time so we can see which set of parents is the alpha and which set of parents is the beta because the alphas would straight up put their baby there. Now, these parents that showed up, they put their baby right at the head of the table, fucking king baby. But then they did something I didn't expect. They took the other high chair and they put it at the opposite end at the head of the table. So my medicinally enhanced brain starts going. Now I'm thinking and saying out loud at dinner, oh, this is like two babies. I bet you one's a boy and one's a girl. And this is like the medieval courting ceremony. Like they're going to try these babies out and the the families are going to meet to discuss a dowry and how much cattle is traded, how many heads of cattle are traded or whatever prefers. So they put the baby down. Right, King Baby's at the head of the table. It's a boy. Sure enough, the second baby that rolls in is a girl. Okay, Now, this baby doesn't go into the other high chair just yet. There's a process. This baby was spoiled. This baby was like fucking Meghan Markle of babies. I guess she's spoiled. Or maybe Kate's more spoiled. I don't know. I don't pay attention. I know Meghan and Harry left the royal family, kind of. But they put down like this uh, this, this chair covering with these little toys and these wee little, these wee little gadgets for the wee bairn. And then eventually, the girl baby goes to the head of the table. I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh shit, I hope it goes well. I hope that baby, future baby king and future baby queen, get along and their parents come to a reasonable agreement. It's quite an interesting dinner. Our waitress didn't have a name She gave us her initials. Yeah, you know how ridiculous I sounded yelling out three letters? 
for her attention, and she was old. She couldn't hear us. She couldn't hear me. I was like, yo, CMT. People started looking at me. Oh, CMT didn't hear me. That was interesting, the dynamic, though. Trying to identify the alpha parents. You know, because there was another group where they put one chair at the head of the table. And my friend, my lady friend, she asks me, she goes, hey, um, who sits at the head of the table in your family? And I said, my dad right now, you know, because I haven't usurped him. I haven't laid waste to his kingdom and taken his power. Not yet, dad. You better watch out. Come on, you sucker. So let's get into it. Let's talk about Zarek Chase Valentine. This guy's born August 6, 1991. He's a summer baby. He's an American soccer player who's a right back. Wikipedia has it wrong. They say he's a left back. Get it straight, bitches. He's a right back for our club, our one and only club, the Houston Dynamo. He's also very outspoken, and he's totally down with the female power movement. He was the one that uh, fired back at Brain McTaggart, McDickmouth. Like, when he, the guys that say shit like that, emas, not emasculating, uh, misogynistic, sexist, chauvinistic stuff. Like, I wish I could just get a big old bag of dicks, actual dicks, and just smack him in the face with it. You know, but like the bag is kind of ratty. So as you smack him, it busts open, and then he's just got dicks just hitting him right in the side of the face. Because dudes like that, like I said before, they've probably been emasculated by a powerful female figure or passed over in their job for, you know, a female, and they're bitter about it. Maybe he's got a small Peter. Who knows? I don't know. I like to think it's a combination of all of them. But that mental image is, the mental image of a, a, a woven sack of dicks just breaking against his face, that helps me sleep well at night. So Zarek has two brothers and a sister. One of his older brothers is retired soccer player Julian Valentin, who played for the LA Galaxy and FC Tampa Bay. Zarek's hobbies include cooking, and playing the guitar. In 2010, he was featured in the New York Times Magazine as one of 11 next-generation American soccer players. He speaks fluent Spanish and is of Puerto Rican descent. He met his wife, Liz McAteer, or McAteer, while playing for Montreal, and together they have one son. Fun fact about Derek, he was born in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which if you've never been, there are Amish people there. Hey, Finister, how do you know this? Well, when I was in the military, that's right, I served my country. Hoorah, Semper Fi. I was stationed in Wilmington, Delaware, which is a shithole of a city. But across the border into PA is Lancaster. And I also grew up, you know, not, not that far from there. Uh, but not in like, not in a bad place, not in a great place, but a good place. Peace place. I'm happy. And they have like, you'll be going over these hills and it's farmland, it's rolling hills. And you'll be doing 65 miles an hour on the road. And all of a sudden, you crest the hill. And you will see a horse-drawn carriage with a orange triangle on the back. And you've got to quick slam the brakes because they don't move. They do however fast horse and buggies go. 10 miles an hour, 11. They just roll around. They're real. Amish, Mennonites, all of them. They're up there. It's, uh, it's different. It's different. They're real. They don't just make oatmeal either. I met one. I bought a dog from one. They had lights and his wife wore like colors and he didn't wear all black. And he said he was like a, uh, a more non-traditional Mennonite, but he was still traditional. And I was like, well, how do you make a living aside from breeding dogs? And he, no shit goes, oh, I shoe horses. Yeah. People still do that. 
he shooed horses. You know, like put the metal things on horses, on their feet. He did that. So Zarek graduates from Mannheim Township High School before he enrolls at the University of Akron. As a freshman, he starts all 25 games for the Zips, and he plays every minute except for 11. Their defense allowed seven goals all year. They finished with a 23-1-0 season record, and they lost on penalties in the NCAA National Championship. Zarek was uh, named to the Mid-American Conference. He was named the Mid-American Conference Newcomer of the Year, College Soccer News All-Freshman First Team, and the All-Mac First Team. In 2010, Valentin helped lead this team to the NCAA Men's Division I Soccer Championship. He was there when they won their first ever national championship. That year, they conceded 16 goals over the entire season. He was an All-America second team, All-Mac first team, and he was the College Cup All-Tournament team. While he was in college, he also played with the Reading Rage. That's in uh, Pennsylvania. You might know it from the Reading Railroad. Some of you say Reading. It's not. It's pronounced Reading. And he also played with the Michigan Bucks in the USL Premier Development League. Once he finished his 2010 season, he decided to declare eligibility and go in the MLS Super Draft, 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 and signed a Generation Adidas contract with MLS as one of 11 Generation Adidas players that year. He goes in the first round, fourth overall, of 2011 draft to Chivas USA. He debuts on March 19th in a 3-2 loss to Sporting KC. Rookie year, he makes 25 appearances, but... Chivas USA misses out on the playoffs by 13 points. Varick joins Montreal Impact ahead of the 2012 season after Chivas USA chose not to protect him. Not a good move. He makes his debut on March 31st in a a big loss, 5-2. But he scores his first goal of his career on July 8th to help Montreal to a 2-1 win over the Columbus Crew. Two weeks later, Valentin's going to suffer an ankle injury. He plays some teams with reserves, but he does not appear with the first team again. He makes 15 appearances that first year in Montreal, but the impact finished in seventh. They miss out on the playoffs by 11 points. Ahead of the 2013 season, Marco Schallibaum took over as manager and told Zarek, you're not going to get significant time in 2013, and they needed to find a situation where he would get more minutes. So what does he do? He joins a club whose name I can't fucking say. Not because I don't want to, because I literally can't. I don't know how to speak Norwegian. So on March 27th, 2013, he joins Norwegian, oh fuck, Adeco Ligion Club, FK Bodo Glimt. Sorry. Sorry, Nor- Norway. Until the end of the year. He debuts April 7th in a 3-1 win over Ullensaker Kisa in the opening match of the Edel Kulgen season. He records his first assist for the club on April 18th as they defeat I.K. Junkrin in the N.M. Kupen first round. These names, these are the worst names I've seen, and I've had to pronounce most of the clubs in South America. On May 5th, he gets two assists and a 3-0 win over Folo FK. He gets another assist as they defeat Odds BK in the N.M. Kupen round of 16. Scores his first goal on November 3rd in a 2-1 win over Stabek. And they finish first in the league, and they win promotion to the Tipeligian, Tipeligian, fuck me. December 19th, 2013, Valentin signs a permanent deal with Bodo Glimt. Uh, he debuts March 30th, 2014 in a 1-1 draw with Elson's FK. But he tears his Achilles. Fuck, that hurts. 
Ooh, that hurts. Ten days later, he tears his Achilles in training. He gets back for the final match of the season. That's impressive. That's a 12-month recovery, Zarek. What are you taking? What's your secret to your stylish good looks and your amazing fucking injury recovery? So, Bodo Glimt is going to miss Valentin during the season. They finish one spot above the relegation playoffs and allow 60 goals, which is tied for the most in the league. Valentin appears and he's back. Guess who's back? Back again. Zarek's back. And they lose. 3-1 to one, to San Fjord. San Fjord in match week one. He gets an assist three weeks later in the law, uh, defeat to FK Haugsund. He scores a goal in a 2-1 victory against Mold FK. Molde FK. He gets one goal and four assists in 24 appearances as Bodo Glimt finish in ninth place. Now, what happens? Zarek decides, I'm coming back to the United States of America the Pacific Northwest to join the Portland Timbers. He's reunited with Caleb Porter, who was his coach at Akron. Portland trades a 2016 international roster slot to Montreal in order to acquire Valentin's rights. Valentin is going to make his Timbers debut on July 23rd in a loss to the LA Galaxy. He misses five games with a bone bruise, but he returns to the lineup on September 3rd and gets an assist in a loss to FC Dallas. The Frisco boys, we're coming up there to kick your ass this weekend, Dallas. Or at least get a point, but we're not losing. Zarek's going to make his first appearance in a continental competition on September 14th in a 4-1 loss to Deportivo Saprissa in the CONCACAF Champions League. He gets an assist, though. Right, that's good. That's good. That's good for him. Valentin ends his first season with 24 appearances and one goal across all competitions. The Timbers finish in 7th, two points behind the last playoff spot. Oh, no. 2017, he debuts in a 4-2 win over the Houston Dynamo in match week 3. He didn't feature much at the start of the year, and he spent time with Timbers 2 in the USL. But he returns to the first team on May 20th in a 4-1 loss over his former team, the Montreal Impact. Valentin gets his second assist of the year, and a 2-0 win over San Jose, who I firmly believe... They are one of the worst teams in MLS. San Jose is terrible. I do. I said it. There. July 29th, he gets his third assist in a 2-2 draw with Houston. Fuck, we just can't beat them. Valentin makes 19 appearances in the regular season. The Timbers finish in first place in the Western Conference. Valentin doesn't feature in the playoffs. And did you know the Timbers lose in the conference semis to Houston? To our club? To our one and only club. We beat them. We knocked them out. And then we got spanked by, wait for it, wait for it, Clint Dempsey, Will Bruin, and the Sounders. I know some of y'all still want Will, Will Bruin back. He's a spot player in Seattle with a lot of support. Here he just looks like a slow old guy. So 2018, Zarek debuts in match week one and a loss to the Galaxy. He makes a start the following game, a 4 nothing loss to the Red Bulls. Ew. He makes 32 league appearances, the Timbers finish fifth, and they qualify for the playoffs. He gets to appear in the playoffs on October 31st. On Halloween, he plays the full 90 in a 2-1 win over, the, over FC Dallas. In the semis, they play the Sounders, and they win. He starts the first leg. They get a 2-1 win. Second leg, he comes on as a sub in a 3-2 loss. But Portland advance on penalties. Starts both legs of the conference final. Portland beat 
KC two to one and go to the MLS Cup final, where they lose to Atlanta two 0 Now that year, Valentin appeared in forty of forty three games. He set career highs in appearances, starts, and minutes. That December, he signs a new contract with Portland. 2019 rolls around. He debuts in a draw with the Rapids, but then he misses two games with a leg injury, and then he misses another game because of the birth of his son. Zarek, that's the right move. I watch these athletes. There are some. They don't go be with – they're not there for the birth of their kid, and it's like, what are you doing? You're only going to have these sports for so long. You're, you're going to have your kids and the impact you have on them forever. So go take care of your family. Now, the Timbers are going to qualify for the playoffs, but Valentin does not feature, and they get knocked out in the first round 2-1 to one to Real Salt Lake. You know what happens now. He's selected by Nashville in the expansion draft, but we trade Joe Willis to Nashville for Zarek. Zarek comes on, makes his debut in a 1-1 draw at the Galaxy. He gets an assist on a through ball to Mauro Minotis, who we all miss every day. And on September 5th, he had an assist off of a cross to Minotis in the 85th minute to give us a 2-1 win over Sporting KC. It was a shortened season due to the corona pandemic. Valentin makes 19 appearances. He has three assists. As a team, we all know the story. We're last in the Western Conference, and we're all frustrated. But Valentin gets a contract extension through 2022 with a team option for 2023. I think he's going to be here for a while. Now, internationally, Zarek has been a member of a whole bunch of U.S. national teams. The U-20s, the U-18s, the U-17s, the U-15s. He's got 29 caps for the U.S. under-20 men's national team. And he was a part of the 2010 Milk Cup winning squad. Milk Cup? Do you actually get... A trophy filled with milk when you win that? That'd be dangerous to pass around. Fucking, I'm lactose intolerant. Get it away. The lactose and gluten people would be freaking out. No offense intended. Okay? I know when I was growing up, nobody was allergic to things. They just died. What happened to Billy? He ate some peanuts. No way. Fucking, he got killed by George Washington Carver has something to do with it. Uh, in 2016, Valentin got up, called up to the Puerto Rican national team ahead of the uh, 2017 Caribbean Cup qualifying matches against Curaçao and Antigua and Barbuda, but he doesn't appear. Now, it is confirmed that Zarek Valentin is going to represent Puerto Rico internationally for the upcoming uh, 2022 FIFA World Cup qualification, which starts this year. Good for you, Zarek. You deserve it. I like you as a person. I like you as a player. Total, he's had 240 professional games, four goals, 16 assists, and 33 yellows, but no reds. So what's going to happen with Zarek this year? Well, judging by what we've seen, he is the right back. We know we signed Pizama before Zarek came in, or we got him right around the same time. We haven't seen Jose Pizama. I don't know what his deal is. But Valentin is our guy. He's our right back. He's the best-looking player on the squad. He seems to be the face of the squad. They're always putting him out there with the Dash players and they're, you know, interacting, doing doing ads, doing videos, doing all sorts of stuff. He seems to be the one they're really putting in front of the audience as the one to look at. Rightfully so. He's eye candy. He's my man crush Monday, every Monday. For real. So what do I expect from Zarek? Man, he's going to play a lot. I don't want him to get hurt. I want him to keep his form up. Yes, he's had a hand in two goals scored against us. 
But the guy, he's a good player. He really is. He would start on most teams. He started for Portland. He put in huge numbers with Portland. Lots and lots of games. He is an MLS quality player. He's a good signing. To trade Joe Willis and get him, that was a good trade. That was a fair trade because I feel confident in Marco Marich. Just like I feel confident in Zarek Valentin. So, you know, there we go. I wish him the best. I hope he does phenomenal. He seems to be a true leader, outspoken. He's not afraid to drop a, a cuss word on Twitter. He did star it out, though, but you know, when you're a professional athlete, you really shouldn't be using profanity on Twitter. So starring out was totally okay with me, Zarek. If you haven't, if you've listened, you know that I don't star out any of the shit I say on here. So, boys and girls, we got FC Dallas this week in Dallas, in Frisco. Get on up there if you can. Cheer on the boys. If you can't, get over to Pitch 25 or watch from your home. I'm sure somebody's doing something, right? Let's see. It's this weekend. Where will I be? Maybe I'll go to Pitch. We'll see. We shall see. That's been it. This is the Houston Dynapod Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Finister. Like us, share us, subscribe, rate, support. Any of that stuff would be greatly appreciated. Tell people the good stuff about us. If you hear something funny, feel free to steal it. Whatever. Um, That's it. Have a great weekend. What do you mean, have a great weekend? I'll talk to you guys before the weekend. We got to do a pregame. All right? So the next one's going to be a pregame or maybe a player profile. I'm not quite sure yet. Until then, go Dynamo. Albert Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a number. And it's Mumbo Rodriguez again. 